Vrindavan Dhamma ki jai, Vrindavan Dhamma ki jai, Navadvi Mayapur Dhamma ki jai, Jaganathuri Dhamma ki jai, Gangamai Jumuna Devi ki jai, Bhakti Devi ki jai, Tulsi Maharani ki jai, Samaveta Bhakti Rinda ki jai, Gaur Premanande, All glories to the assembled devotees, All glories to the assembled devotees, All glories to the assembled devotees, All glories to Sri Guru and Gauranga, All glories to Srila Prabhupada, Nama Om Vishnu Vinaya Krishna Prasaya Bhutale Srimati Bhakti Vedanta Swami Tinami Namaste Sarasati Deva Goravani Pachana Nivisesa Sindhadi Pastajade Satana Vandayam Sri Guru Sri Uttama Padakamalama Sri Guru Vaishnavamscha Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raganatam Vitam Sam Sajivam Sadvaitam Sadvaditam Parijana Sahita Krishna Jaitanya Deva Shri Radha Krishna Padam Sahagana Ravita Shri Vishakam Vitamscha Anjkapati Vishya Kripa Sindhviyevita Patitanam Pavanevya Vaishnavya Mahatma Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya It's the 21st of December. It's the winter solstice. This is when the sun starts going north. This is the time that, according to the 8th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, if you leave your body, you can go back to Godhead. Good day. Good day. This is December 21st, 2020, in Hillsborough, North Carolina. And uh, we're reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 22, Text 30. Nagagata pate tigme Jaya biswabiratmana Atapatraitam diksha Drumanaha Vajokashaha Of the hot season Arka Of the sun Atape In the heat Tigne Fierce That can also mean like pointed Chayabi With the shade Swabihi Their own Atmanaha for himself, Atapatraitan, serving as umbrellas, Vichya, observing, Druman, the trees, Aha, he said, Raja Oksaha, to the boys of Raja, VT translation, when the sun's heat became intense, Lord Krishna saw that the trees were acting as umbrellas by shading him, and thus he spoke as follows to his boyfriends. So as just as we pointed out yesterday, this is a switch. We were in the first part of the winter season, and we've now skipped the second part of the winter season, and we've skipped the spring, and we're jumping right into summer, that, that these are not being told in chronological order. So there's no purport of DBT. I'm going to read Sanatana Goswami's Tika, Seven verses describe how they wandered far off. Seeing the trees acting as umbrellas for himself, Atmanaha, he spoke to the cowherds, 
Vrajokasaha, since the trees generally give benefit to all the cowherds in the forest, and he wanted to describe to the boys the trees' good qualities as friends. Or he saw the trees serving as umbrellas for all of Krishna's Atmanaha people and cows in Vraja, Vrajokasaha. Or he saw the trees serving as umbrellas for the people of Raja, who were non-different from himself, Atmanaha, by great affection. So as I said, first I was thinking, well, I'll talk about the trees, uh, but then the next verses are going into detail about the qualities of trees. And so I thought, we'll leave that for the coming verses, and we'll focus instead on umbrellas. So this is mostly this class is mostly just going to be a meditation on umbrellas. All right. So first of all, Krishna has an umbrella on his feet. Does anyone know where the umbrella is on Krishna's feet? On the bottom, yes. But does anyone know where on the bottom? Is it right in the middle? It is. It is. It's on his right foot, and it's 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 by the arch, but at, closer to the ball of the foot. So that's the foot that Krishna has crossed over, right, on, on, on the altar, looking under the foot that's crossed over. So there's an umbrella right in the, in the arch at the top near the bowl. And Radharani has one on the corresponding part of her left foot. Um, Krishna also has an umbrella on his hands, but I could not find any description of exactly where, and my book on the topic isn't overdone. Now, Krishna's feet in general are compared to umbrellas. So we know that wherever Krishna's marks are, the marks of his feet, everything becomes auspicious, right? Kunti talks about that. She says, we don't want you to leave because your footprints here are making everything auspicious and when you leave, everything's going to become inauspicious. But we also have a number of places where Krishna's feet as a whole are compared to umbrellas. Now, when we think about umbrellas, we usually think about this kind of umbrella that we use primarily for rain. But the umbrellas that the trees are providing here are being used primarily for shade, for the sun. And those kind of umbrellas are called parasols, right? Sol meaning the sun, to protect from the sun. Now, of course, if you go to... uh, tropical climates today, you'll see people using these kind of umbrellas for both purposes. So, you know, if you go to South India, especially when it's hot, so people are using rain umbrellas also as parasols. But most of the descriptions of umbrellas are in regard to parasols, but some are also in regard to rain umbrellas. Either way, an umbrella is a kind of shelter. Yes, so Krishna's glorifying the trees here as as a shelter. But his feet are shelters. And in 3.539, the demigods say that the sages live under the umbrella of Krishna's feet. And in that way, they don't feel any miseries. So this theme that one doesn't experience miseries when one is in Krishna's shelter pervades all of the shastras. And it doesn't mean that the physical body doesn't get old it doesn't mean that nobody criticizes you. It doesn't mean that, you know, don't lose all your money or your house doesn't burn down. I mean, these kind of things happen to great sages and personalities in the scriptures, yes? Right? But they don't experience it as misery. 
Now we have, of course, Govardhan is often compared to an umbrella, and we have this verse by Raghunath Goswami that because he was feeling the touch of Krishna's hand, of course Krishna also has an umbrella on his hand, that Govardhan, who himself was an umbrella, didn't feel the striking of Indra's thunderbolts as painful. He either felt it as flowers, or he didn't feel it at all. And we even, at Prabhupada talks about in teachings of Lord Kapiladev, that if our mind is on another topic, we won't feel even the pain of a surgical operation, which is the example of Stalin, who had surgery without anesthesia. And we all have that experience. We may have some bodily pain or some emotional pain, but if we get absorbed in something, at least for the time being, we don't feel it. Yes? Everybody's had that experience? So the experience of pain, as explained in the 11th canto by the Ivanti Brahmana, is 100% in the mind. It's not objective, it's subjective. And when the sages stay under this umbrella of Krishna's feet, they don't feel the miseries as miseries. Kardama Muni also, when he's uh, asking for a nice wife, he says that the umbrella of Krishna's feet remove us from all bodily necessities. Generally, we're feeling these urges of the body. Right? The urges, that they're very urgent. <laughs> right? But Kardamuni says, when you're under this umbrella of Krishna's lotus feet, you don't identify with the body so much. Right? As Prabhupada says, you don't agitate the senses while meeting the demands of the body. And then one that I really like was Uddhava in the 11th canto. Oh, the one from Kardama is 321.17. Uddhava in the 11th canto, 1119.9. He says that Krishna's umbrella is showering nectar. Krishna's umbrellas on his, on his lotus feet are showering nectar. So how many of you have ever seen an outdoor restaurant in the summer where there were umbrellas shooting water? How many of you have seen this? Yeah. It's, it's quite common in Europe especially. But there'll be outdoor restaurants and there's some kind of umbrella for shade and at the edges of the umbrella, there's water shooting out to cool you down. So Uddhava says Krishna's lotus feet are umbrellas that are shooting out nectar. Now also in the Bhagavatam, there was the gift of an umbrella to Prithu Maharaj, who's a Shaktivesh avatar, and that umbrella shot out water. So it, was, it had to be a parasol rather than just an umbrella. <laughs> if you had a rain umbrella that shot out water, that would be a little silly. But if you have a parasol for the sun. So Krishna's lotus feet are umbrellas that are shooting out nectar. And nectar, amritam, it conquers death. It gives life. It fills one with life. It fills one with vitality. All right, then I want to look at umbrellas in Vrindavan. We already talked about how Govardhan is compared to an umbrella. That's at least in 2.732, scheduled incarnations with specific functions, and 3.233, where Govardhan is specifically compared to an umbrella. And uh, also, Rupa Goswami in Radhakrishna um, Ganadesh Deepika says that one of Lalita's services is to carry an umbrella for Radha and Krishna. You know, each each uh, personality in the spiritual world, they do a variety of services, but they also have a service. You know, or certain things that are their service, just like you know in the temple. So some devotees have certain things that's their service, right? Like I remember seeing uh, little Krishna Priya bringing this bag of sweet rice, right? 
to accept. Now that was her service to make the sweet rice and bring the sweet rice. And someone has this particular service and that particular service. And people end up getting upset if someone takes their service or pinches on their service, isn't it? Hey, that's my service. <laughs> so everyone has some certain service in, in addition to a variety of things of this infinite variety. So one of Lalita's services is bringing an umbrella and Rupa Goswami describes this umbrella which is really more like a parasol. It's made of thin white sticks. It's decorated with white flowers. And it has a handle decorated with yellow jasmine flowers. Now, I, I've never seen yellow jasmine flowers. I've only seen white. I want you to just imagine what these flowers smell like in the spiritual world. Then, a lot of the descriptions of umbrellas uh, have to do with uh, Dwarka, Hastinapur, or Vaikuntha. So when Krishna's leaving Hastinapur for Dwarka, Arjuna brings out an umbrella. Now, one of the reasons for that is that umbrellas are very much associated with royalty. So one of the signs of royalty, one of the signs of respect, is that you give the royal person an umbrella. And it's one of the items, if we look at the 64 items of worship, it's one of the items of worship to offer the Lord an umbrella. Not like this kind. You know, we don't, don't, bring, don't bring this onto the altar. But, you know, and you'll see sometimes, like you can buy these little cheapy painted aluminum, whatever, um, asanas for your deities in the market in Loi Bazaar, and they have like little umbrellas at the top. Everybody has seen that? Right? Or when they take the deity out on procession, in Sri Rangam, I think, what is it? 345 days a year, they take some Utsav deities on procession. I think it's all but 20 days in the year. And whenever they take the deities on procession, they have different kinds of carts. But each cart has some kind of a canopy or an umbrella. Like you think about the Rathiyatra cart that has a canopy. So something to protect you from the elements, from the sun, from the rain. So this is one sign of respect. Oh, I just thought of something. So um, when, when our family lived in the old Henry Street Temple in Brooklyn, we had a black umbrella that where one of the spikes was broken, one of the spikes was bent. So uh, we were just about to go to Philadelphia for the Rathiatra to see Srila Prabhupada. Uh, this was in the summer of 75. This is when I got a Gayatri Mantra from Prabhupada and my father became a life member. So we were going to Philadelphia, the whole New York temple, except for like maybe two people to stay to take care of Radhi Govinda. All went, because Prabhupada wasn't coming to New York that time. So we all went to Philadelphia to see Srila Prabhupada. And it was raining. It was also raining in Philadelphia during the Rathiatra, kind of a light rain. So we had put our umbrella in the temple showroom, but when, when we went to the temple in the morning, but when we went to get the umbrella to take with us to Philadelphia, it was gone. Somebody had stolen it. And I remember, you know, my husband and I were kind of upset. Somebody stole our umbrella. Somebody, who stole it? It's raining. So when we get to Philadelphia, we get there for the Rathiatra, guess where we see our umbrella? Over Prabhupada. So whoever had stolen it from the Brooklyn Temple was using it to shelter Prabhupada from the rain, used it for the whole, every time the Prabhupada was walking outside. So then we were very happy. That our, that our, and we could recognize it immediately because it had that broken piece. You know? It was like, oh, that's our umbrella. 
<laughs> anyway, so umbrellas are, are usually used like that, right, as some kind of respect. Isn't it? Yes. So in, in Midtown Manhattan, where I grew up, all of the doormen, I don't know if there's any door women, but anyway, all the, the doormen, they always have these huge umbrellas that will shelter like five or six people. So as the car pulls up, because you can't just park in Midtown Manhattan and it's in there. That's not possible. Yeah, the, you can't. So you, you know, your car pulls up and it has to drop off the passengers and then the doorman comes out with this humongous, even though there's an awning. So there's an, always there's an awning over the door, but still the doorman comes out with an umbrella to take you from the, from the car. So Arjuna, when Krishna was leaving Hastinapur for Dwarka, he carried the umbrella for Krishna, and it had a handle of jewels, and it was embroidered with lace and pearls. So that's in 110.17. And then that's when Krishna's leaving Hastinapur, so going from the palace to the chariot. And then when Krishna gets off the chariot in Dwarka, then there's another umbrella. You know, somebody comes with, it doesn't say who, comes with another umbrella as he gets off the chariot. That's in 111.27. And that umbrella is so white and so bright that it's like the sun, which kind of struck me as interesting because it's supposed to be protecting you from the sun and giving you shade, but it's as white as the sun. And then um, one of my favorite, 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 favorite descriptions anywhere in the Bhagavatam is when the four Kumaras go to the kingdom of God and they see Lord Vishnu coming out to greet them. And this is from 3.15.38. So the Lord has this, this umbrella over him. So he has an umbrella over him and then on two sides, servants are fanning him with chamaras. And the chamaras are creating a breeze and there's pearls from the umbrella. Now, of course, these are spiritual pearls. They're, they're living entities. Everything is alive. Everything is spiritual. The chamaras are alive. The umbrella is alive. The little pearls are alive. They're all fully conscious. And the breeze from the chamaras, it's making the pearls move. And the description is, it looks like the pearls moving. They look like drops of nectar falling from the white full moon or like, like ice melting in the wind so at least I've seen ice melting in the wind right any of us who for northern climates so we've seen icicles right in the winter and as the sun comes up and the wind blows the icicles are dripping and the little drips of the icicles they're, they're clear and the sun is shining on them it's just beautiful diamond-like or pearl-like effect. So I personally haven't seen nectar dripping out of the full moon, at least not in this life. I haven't seen that. So that for me is kind of an odd comparison. The pearls moving in the chamar breeze look like drops of nectar falling from the full moon. I'm like, well, what does that look like? But at least I've got that some kind of image, right? The, this, the umbrella's like the moon, and the little pearls are like drops of nectar over these icicles. And this is this beautiful scene right, around, around the Lord. And uh, 
Vamandev also had an umbrella. Generally, the brahmacharis, the traditional brahmacharis, would have an umbrella. And when Vamandev, before he went to beg from Bali, he got this umbrella. As part of the long marriage ceremony, my oldest son, Murari, when he got married, his uh, bride's parents arranged a traditional seven-day wedding. I remember at the seventh day, you know, after everything was done, then the priest said, okay, now we have to go look at the North Star. And my son said, we are married and I am done. <laughs> and then they just said, but we'll make the priest angry. We better look at the North Star. So they went to look at the North Star. But anyway, so on, on one of the days, one of the ceremonies, the, the groom is supposed to reconsider that maybe he just wants to stay in the brahmacharya ashram. And so uh, one of his friends says to him, don't do it, don't do it, stay in the brahmacharya ashram, and brings him a begging bowl and an umbrella that he's going back to, the, to signify he's going back in the brahmacharya ashram. And then the groom starts running away. And then the father of the bride has this big tray of sweets, you know, and flower garlands, and runs after the groom, tempting him with sweets. Come back, come back. They did that for Padma and Sri Arjuna. And Sri Arjuna took it very seriously when he was told, okay, now you need to run away. And he ran, I think, like two miles. <laughs> no, one, no one could catch him. Nobody could catch him. Yeah. <laughs> Chumbaka got really mad. She tried to catch him. She came back. Oh, let him run away. <laughs> but that was one of the, the symbols is that they're given this umbrella. So Vamandev, as a brahmachari, uh, he was also given this umbrella by Varuna. And with Lord Ramachandra, uh, when Lord Ramachandra returns to Ayodhya in his exile, so in Ram's exile there were no umbrellas. Right, he just said. Now he didn't have any of the signs of royalty in his exile, and even Bharat had issued all the signs of royalty in, in, as, a, as a servant of Ram. But one of the things when Ram and Lakshman and Sita alight from the airplane is there's an umbrella, and guess who's carrying the umbrella? Anuman. Okay, that's a 9, 10, 35 to 38, and then 43 that Hanuman is carrying the. Umbrella. It was interesting that Arjuna is carrying the umbrella in Hastinapur and Hanuman's carrying in Ayodhya and Hanuman's on Arjuna's flag. And anyway, that kind of, it was of interest to me. And then uh, Varuna, who gives this umbrella to Vamandev, he has some special umbrellas. I'm not quite sure what it is with his umbrellas. But Bomasura wanted it. And Bomasura took one of Varuna's umbrellas. Now, one devotee explained to me, and I don't know, I, I don't have a citation for this, uh, but it, I thought I'd share it because it, it just makes some reasonable sense. You know, just like we have our phones, so we manufacture a phone, and then the phone gives us all kinds of powers, right? Like, my phone gives me a kind of property city. Doesn't your phone give you a property city? Yeah. I, just, I can just press, like, two buttons. I can just go to the Amazon button, and then buy again for something. I just press two buttons, and the next day the thing appears on my doorstep. You all have that? <laughs> the property city phone? 
If it's a Kindle book, then it's instantaneous. Then I go to Kindle, I just push, you know, buy this book, and there it is, I have the book. Right, so, and I can also talk to people in other parts of the planet. My phone has not allowed me to talk to people in other planets yet, but, you know, it, it does allow me to see and talk to people in other parts of the planet and, and do all kinds of interesting things. So the, the phone, it's made by humans, but it extends the power of the human body, yeah? And what I was told, again, I don't have a citation for this, but that, why are the demigods so concerned about these earrings, like Aditi's earrings? You, know, you don't have a war usually over earrings <laughs> and umbrellas. But these are, these are mystical devices. So this, uh, this umbrella of Varuna Bomasura had stolen it, and it was one of the reasons, at least externally, why Krishna attacked Bomasura and killed him, and then he returned Aditi's earrings, and he returned Varuna's umbrella. So, I don't know why Varuna is particularly into umbrellas. But that, I thought that was interesting. And then, of course, we have who acts as Krishna's umbrella? Sesha. So when the Lord's lying on Sesha, Sesha's hoods go up like an umbrella. They're specifically described like that in 3.8.23. And, of course, Sesha also acts as an, um, as an umbrella for? For, for uh, uh, um, Vasudev. Vasudev. Right? When he was crossing the Yamuna, that was in the rainy season. So this, what's happening now in Bhagavatam is in the hot season, where we were, de- were dealing mostly with parasols. But then it was the rainy season, which comes after the hot season. And when Vasudeva is carrying baby Krishna across the Yamuna, it's raining. <laughs> and it can rain quite heavily in the rainy season in India. I, I was once in Radhakund in the rainy season, when in two seconds the water was up to my knees. It happened to me also in Mumbai in the rainy season. Just two seconds. I mean, it was like raining and then shoo, uh, the water was up to, to my knees. So it can rain quite heavily in the monsoon and Seisha was there as an umbrella. And it's described in Adi 5.123 that Lord Nityananda, uh, who's of course also Balada, acts as the Lord's umbrella and is all of the Lord's uh, paraphernalia. So Krishna here is glorifying the trees, that the trees act like an umbrella, that the trees are shading him. Oh, oh, there's someone else in Vrindavan besides the trees who also create umbrellas. And those are the clouds. So that's mentioned in 10.21.16 and 10.35.13. And for reasons that are inscrutable to me, the translation in the BBT talks about that these clouds are showering flowers. That's not actually what it says in the Sanskrit. It's not Vishnu Chakravati Thakur's Tika. And it's not how Srila Prabhupada originally dictated Krishna book. Although the original printing of Krishna book has flowers. Prabhupada says very distinctly, flower like snow. And if you look at the Sanskrit, it says water that, that looks like flowers. Vishnu Chakravati Thakur says must be some kind of ice. And we've all seen, right, snowflakes, if you see, you know, the designs of frost on your window look like flowers, and if you see uh, pictures under a microscope of snowflakes, they look like flowers. And so the trees are here, umbrella, as shade, but the clouds actually provide snow umbrellas. Wouldn't that be cool? I mean, when I was a kid, we used to eat ice in the summer. 
Yeah, they make this like shaved ice mm-hmm. thing and then they put some chemicals on it. <laughs> a thing to feed your children. But the, the, the clouds actually create... It's terrible, isn't it? It's amazing that any of us who were raised like that have you're even alive anymore, you know, with the things that they fed us. Sorry, off track. So the clouds would create this umbrella made out of flower-like snow. And I don't know how it didn't just melt. I mean, that's kind of cool, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Right? So it's the hot season. And I've never been in India in the hot season. I've been in the monsoon season, which is hot enough. But in the hot season in India, it gets up to like 140. Sometimes even 150. So if you had an ice umbrella, I don't think it would last very long. But, but in the spiritual world, Prabhupada said there's snow, but it's not cold. Yes, Prabhupada said there's snow in the spiritual world, but it's not cold. But when Krishna was on this planet, the clouds would make him snow umbrellas and ice umbrellas for the summer. And we assume they didn't just immediately melt. But even that would be kind of fun. Because when I, when I was in, in India in the beginning of the monsoon in Mayapur, down, about five times a day I would pour as cold water as I could find on my head. Otherwise my brain kind of overheated and I couldn't even think anymore. So I, I was literally just pouring uh, cold water on my head. So that might be kind of nice actually if you had the snow umbrella and it kind of melted in the middle of the summer. And uh, in 1211.9, it says that the Lord's umbrella is his spiritual abode by Kunta, where there is no fear. So we have umbrellas to protect us, whether it's for the rain or from the, from the sun. But our ultimate protection is, of course, in Krishna's lotus feet. And it's very interesting that umbrellas are usually given as a sign of respect, especially a sign of royalty. And we may think you know, to take shelter at someone's feet may seem kind of demeaning to us. You know, to fall at someone's feet, to be under someone's feet. But on Krishna's foot is an umbrella. And an umbrella is a sign of great respect. So when we go under Krishna's feet, which are his own holy abode, Krishna is giving us full respect as his beloved part and parcel and sheltering us from all the miseries and all the difficulties of life. So we're just uh, studying the seventh chapter of the Bhagavad Gita yesterday in Bhakti Shastri, and there Krishna lists 15 ways in which he is in the world. You know, I am the taste of water, I am the light of the sun, I am the light of the moon, I am the soul of all. And I asked our students, I said, we have a two-week break, so write down all 15 ways and every day think of one of them. So we don't have any mention in 7, 9, 10, or 15 chapters of the Bhagavad Gita about umbrellas. But we can also remember Krishna when we use an umbrella. And when we see an umbrella. Or any kind of shelter from the, any kind of covering that protects us from the sun or protects us from the rain. We can immediately think of all these references to umbrellas in the scriptures. So thank you very much. I look forward to the upcoming verses on the trees. Yes. One, one quick note is that the word umbrella comes from the Latin word umbra, which means shade. Shade. Oh, thank you. Just if we were talking about that umbra comes, uh, umbrella comes from umbra, which means shade. Thank you. There was that, there's that joke that whoever invented umbrellas didn't know what to name them, and he was going, umbrella. <laughs>
two names for umbrella in uh, the Latin languages, parasol and para yuvia. Parasol and para yuvia. Yuvia. Yuvia must mean rain. rain. For the rain. And for, and for the, the sun. sun. Yeah, yeah. two names. Yes. They're just open, right? And there were those little paper umbrellas we played with as a child. Right, yeah, little paper parasols. And the story from the agent, um, the child was a couple, and he was really attached to mm. the course, and he was holding an umbrella. All the oh, that's right. Yeah. is saying how there's a story from Ramanujacharya that he saw this man who was very attached to his girlfriend, and so he was holding a parasol over her head. And then Ramanujacharya said, what, why are you attached? And he said, she's got beautiful eyes, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then he says, come and see Raghunath. He's got more beautiful eyes. And they both became, both came, and they got married, and they both became great devotees and disciples. Yes, both the man and his girlfriend, they got married, and they became great devotees. And that was in a society where people didn't generally have girlfriends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Any other thoughts? By the way, I don't know whose umbrella this is. Um, Diavir brought it into the greenhouse to, when he was setting up the sprinkler system, and I asked if it was his, and he said no. He said he just found it lying around. So whoever it is can claim it, or it can be a general umbrella to greet guests and protect from the rain. So thank you very much. Shiva Prabhupada, ki jai. Kanadagatam, ki jai. Adigalokadanda, ki jai.